Mulder, look, Colton plays by the book and you don't. They feel your methods, your theories are... Spooky. It's still real to me, damn it! What's up? My name's Noelle, and I am the loud snoring in the background of every single episode since Cora has stayed in my house during the week. And I'm Chelsea. Uh, I am the judgmental church lady who stares at you weird for being gay, but secretly has all bondage bondage underwear. Oh, that's that's fair. Didn't that guy just come out? That dude who like is the biggest proponent of conversion therapy come out as gay oh they're all gay i mean sure. yeah but he like finally got 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 in got, regards got. to it which is always my favorite but no you're right they all always are um speaking of judgmental religious nonsense um we're gonna talk we're we're starting off spooktober with exorcisms yes which i feel is right is good i did not realize so Here's all of my mistakes about the research that I did here. Also, do you want to look at my notes and see how beautiful they are? That's what happens when I have time. Um, I do try sometimes. Check those out. Look at that. Bullet points. points. You like that? And a wrap-up question to ask you. We'll see if I stick to them. I typically don't. But um, So I did the research on an exorcism, and the specific one I um, looked up was the exorcism of Annalise Michelle, who the movie um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose is based off of. And this is like a 1970s-esque exorcism. What I did not realize completely was that exorcisms have been rampant and on the rise internationally, but specifically in the United States in extreme amounts since 2017. And um, so I wanted to... Because exorcisms and Catholicism are like cookies and milk and pedophiles and priests. You know what I mean? Like they're, they belong together. And I wanted to get like kooky superstitions and facts about, about Catholics and like why, because Catholicism is almost borderline magical practice in regards to Christianity, like why they wholeheartedly believe in exorcisms, which I think are like a form of performance art magic and belief in nonsense. And while trying to look up like fun facts about the Catholic Church and Catholics in general, I came across a bunch of articles from 2017, 2018, and 2019 about the rise of exorcisms in the world and in the United States. And I was like, this is uh, frightening. Yeah, so... um one thing that I was trying to find was which churches do exorcisms. Because so I was like, it can't just be the Catholic Church. But it really mm-hmm. is predominantly the Catholic Church, um, Roman Catholic, mm-hmm. Orthodox, and then Protestant fundamentalists all practice exorcisms. Now, if I mean, I would rather go with a nice homegrown Catholic exorcism. I feel like the Protestant ones uh, are the ones where they, like, wrap you up in a blanket and then they, like, throw you in a lake you and, and like, see if you, you float, if you're a witch. Um, but yeah, I also found uh, exorcisms done by Buddhists and Islamists also yeah. that have happened. And those are also on the rise. And I think I found similar research that was saying, like, there's been so many more exorcisms recently. Yeah. And uh, 
the Catholic Church, I found, was blaming the media. Yeah. So here are fun facts that I found. So we're first going to start off with the fun things I wanted to talk about with Catholics first, and then kind of the weird shit that I found later. So um, in 1527, the Swiss Guard was formed to protect the Pope. 110 Swiss Guards protected the po- protect the Pope currently. Um, they are the oldest active and continual military unit in existence like in world history. The Swiss arm, the Swiss Guard that protects the Pope is the longest standing military ever. And there's full of tools and toothpicks and uh, knickknacks. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I appreciate that so much. Um, there, the, the Catholics are obsessed with relics. So there's like a first class relic, which is like a physical body part. So bones, skulls, cool shit like that. And, or tools used to kill martyrs. So a lot of times they'll have like the rock that was used to beat this saint to death or what the fuck ever. And then they have second class physical items, um, which are just things that have come in contact with a saint um, or someone that they're obsessed with. And then six months ago, Pope Francis um, blamed all of the child sexual, sexual abuse scandals engulfing the Catholic Church as the work of the devil and offering priests the tools of Satan. So, yikes. Um, I don't know if anyone's been following Catholic news, um, but I do in spite of everything. And I know that, like, I think it may have been in Chicago, there was, uh, the state basically said, you have until the end of the year to come forward with any claims in regards to sexual abuse from priests. Uh, just straight up, like, we, we know it's a fucking problem. And, um, uh, the Catholic diocese has been shitting their fucking pants because people are coming forward about all of the abuse and the proven documentation that they're just moving these priests around to cover it up and all that good stuff. Um, and then it's just, you know, disgusting well, shit to see that they're blaming it on Satan. Demonic possession in Catholicism is super fucking easy. You can open the door to demonic possession by touching a Ouija board, by mm-hmm. reading a horoscope, by, um, having someone do your tarot cards like it is so easy in their minds to or even just thinking bad thoughts watching porn being gay Mm -hmm. these are all examples of demonic possession in some of these religions and so it's kind of their way to be like okay well these priests were put into contact with some of this like deplorable um conduits Mm -hmm. and that's why the behavior is happening yeah like it's just a scapegoat right a thousand percent well, it, it absolutely is a scapegoat, and um, and it's even more disgusting news. Um, a recent Gallup poll suggests that roughly half of Americans believe demonic possession is real. The percent who believe in the devil is even higher, and in fact has been growing. Gallup poll suggests that the number rose from 55% in 1990 to 70% in 2007. Um, the official exorcist for Indianapolis has received 1,700 requests so far as of 2018. And as of June 19th, 2019, so many people are needing their demons exercised that the Vatican recently put together a exorcist training convention. And this is the whole, it's not just a Catholic thing anymore. As a 2017 report by this like faith focused group called Theos, reported a rise in Pentecostalism, which is that Protestant renewal movement with an emphasis on direct personal connections to God, which is mainly driven by um, immigrant communities and churches, which are very open about their exorcism services. 
So it's that uh, kind of like radicalized Pentecostals. Which is super scary because um, exorcisms in religion, um, they even occurred before the time of Christ. And the oldest formalized rite of exorcism dates back to 1614. And it was recently redone in 1999. So the fact that it's gaining traction and they're offering these types of training for it is fundamentally uh, horrifying. Yeah. Because... Um, I mean, part of religion is, like, what is a soul? And uh, scientifically, you could be like, oh, it's just your personality. It's, like, your id. It's your brain. Mm-hmm. And, or religiously, you could say, like, something that the Holy Spirit has breathed into you. But regardless, it's something internalized. And to just hold a seminar where someone could fuck with it. Like, would you go to a psychotherapist who went to a seminar to, like, get treated for your fucking depression? Like, that blows my mind that they're yeah. churning out these evangelists yeah. that are supposedly going to be fucking it. Yeah. Sorry for that loud mic noise. I actually hit my mic. <laughs> well, no, it's like, it's way frightening. And um, so I was watching an interview with a priest from Chicago. And he was talking about how, because um, they, they lightly touched on mental illness and exorcism. And this priest who was like indoctrinated by the Vatican um, directly to perform these exorcisms was like... I think that mental illness and exorcism walk hand in hand together. And the first thing you should do is try to exhaust all options for vetting out mental illness. And then your last resort should be an exorcism. And to that, um, the most recent edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or the DSM-5, lists possession form as a subtype of dissociative identity disorder and notes that the majority of possession states around the world, like the majority of the possession states around the world are an accepted part of specific spiritual practices, whether they be trances or rituals or speaking in tongues. The DSM-5 is not saying that like possession is a scientific phenomenon, but it acknowledges that many people around the world understand their abnormal mental experiences and behaviors through a spiritual framework, which they've outlined through learning about their religious practices that detail um, demon possession and, you know, if bad things happen, it was by a bad spirit type of shit. Yeah. Well, because what is um, exorcism but a therapy for demon syndrome? Yeah. You know? Um, I do think that... I do think uh, exorcisms are a viable treatment for people who truly believe that they're afflicted in the same way I believe that people can go to AA and get treatment if they truly believe that they're ready to like process and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the stats even like, uh, I was watching, doing some research on it and a Catholic exorcist was saying that maybe out of every 5,000 people who come to him and say that they need an exorcism, he says only one he would believe is actually demonically possessed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that exorcisms and psychotherapy for him to say that go hand in hand. Um, because, I mean, most therapy, I mean, have you gone to therapy before? Of course. So, like, most therapy, like, invokes, like, a higher power, right? And it's not necessarily religious. It's like your higher power can be the routine of your day or mm-hmm. your job. Or you yeah. just be able to get up in the morning and that's literally the same thing as, like, you invoke a higher power of God in exorcisms or you invoke a higher power power in therapy. And they're both intangible, but you have to believe the process works, right? Yeah. Because most therapy that you go to isn't 
you don't get drugs. It's just a process of speaking and you're going through like a ritual, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody else guiding you through it. I think that therapy and exorcisms are really like kind of cut from the same cloth. It's, it's tough because like I was thinking about that too. I was thinking about like a religious fanatic wouldn't do well in maybe a therapy session where kind of like and no offense but all offense where like logic is thrown out the window Mm -hmm. if you think that like women can't wear sandals when they're menstruating because it will bring bad energy into your house like going to a therapist to talk about your depression is not gonna fucking work like it's just you just are on a different fucking playing field mentally and how you process information and how information is related to you in your life so like there are times where i think some cases of therapy or you know like i don't know could help from exorcism but i think that a majority of the cases and specifically with the one that i looked up it's a form of um avoiding true medical health because i think a lot of people who say that they're um possessed have some sort of dissociative identity disorder or schizophrenia um some sort of like terribly afflicting and tough mental illness that can be treated with the right medicine quote medicine and science and it's tough because i know that a lot of these um like a lot of these countries that thrive and including us and like our communities here that thrive in like this Pentecostalism and old school ritualistic Catholicism, um, they already discredit science and they already discredit modern medicine. So of course they're going to run to the option of an exorcism almost to the detriment of the people afflicted. So it's, it's tough, like, especially with this case that I read, um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but like these people were charged and I agree because yeah, terrible things happened. And I, I think right now with the rise of exorcisms internationally, um, I think it's happening because people, religious fanatics are afraid of the forward thinking future and people are, um, coming like out and proud more about their belief in science or their belief in religious freedom or lack of religion or their belief in um, freedom from gender roles and sexual identity and to people who are religious fanatics in like the I put pennies in a Ziploc bag and water in front of my trees to prevent ghosts from attacking me like that is fucking a tough pill to swallow and if that's your kid or if that's your loved one and you truly with every fiber of your being believe that like the devil has infected them and that's why they're wearing crop tops now like you're you're harming them you know the pendulum's always going to swing the other way right because right now we're in a huge scientific pushback Mm -hmm. based on like all of the religious diatribe um that trump was saying so now Mm -hmm. we're starting to see like more scientific figures coming to the forefront and i think that that's the same thing as what's happening with exorcisms um being on the rise because people want to personify their issues so Mm -hmm. i don't want to think that i have a serotonin imbalance i want to think that something is physically afflicting me because i should be perfect in like god's creation right and if i'm not perfect in god's creation then it's because i've come into contact with some evil this isn't my belief yeah yeah Thank you for clarifying. Uh, You're all fucking worried. I'm trying to come at it from like the religious ideas. I think I probably have like kind of a religious take on it. I personally don't um, put much. I put more. I don't know. I'll just explain it. I think that um, exorcism is a great form of psychotherapy. I don't think that you can physically remove 
a demon from somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, a lot of the symptoms are just psychosomatic. And I have psychosomatic symptoms. I have pain in my back. And no matter how many times I go to physical therapy, it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Uh, so part of my treatment that I've gone through has been just like breathing exercises. Is breathing exercises, are they really going to help my fucking back feel better? Uh, in my brain, they help. So yeah. I think that um, psychosomatic symptoms are literal beliefs and physical releases and the pathological problems that we create um, are just the physical manifestations of it. And psychosomatic illnesses are recognized in the medical community. Mm -hmm. Like, people can get hysterical pregnancies and, like, you can get the um, aversion disorders where people go to Iraq and suddenly they're just, like, blind or paralyzed because their body just shuts down. Mm -hmm. Um... And I think that really it's just like a therapeutic alliance. Like if you want to call it dissociative identity disorder and somebody else wants to call it like demonic possession, I think the treatment is, it's all just therapy because psychotherapy like exorcism constantly consists of prolonged, pitch demanding, soul wrenching, and sometimes tedious bitter battle royale with a patient's diabolically emotional like quote unquote demons. And at times are waged over the course of years or even decades rather than weeks or months and not necessarily always constant success. Like that's exactly what an exorcism could be or what therapy would be. Mm-hmm. And, um, most exorcisms are sexy. Like they're not um, what you see with this like Annalise Michelle or even on uh, just the exorcism. Mm-hmm. One of the priests was saying that most of the time, um, a priest goes and does the formalized prayer ritual, and then they just keep continue to do it in conjunction with other treatments, and then the patient feels better. Like, yeah. it's not an attack. Yeah. I guess it's, like, it's tough, because I think that mental health is so frowned upon mm-hmm. globally, and it's something we struggle with, just, like, as evolved humans to like cope and comprehend and accept and i think that a lot of people that find themselves in a treatment with exorcism are missing out on like true mental health and care or what if it's just um somebody so tied up in their religious doctrine knowing that they need mental health they have no other outlet because they don't put in faith in medicine yeah exorcism is the only yeah. role and maybe priests know that because a lot of priests do act as like kind of a psychotherapist mm-hmm. like they go to school for yeah 10 years which is like essentially a doctorate right yeah and they're so it's really sad it'd be shitty like i could not imagine having to pray away fucking depression right. could you imagine like oh i just it's, need chemicals but. right and that's where like and i understand that side of it too because i do know that they like i was saying if you're well they're just almost heretic in a way and you you don't seek modern medicine or science then will you'll always be suffering does the because you won't accept any of those things does the exorcism help you and it's this i'm in a moral conundrum here because um like specifically with this the case um that i looked up i'm like someone should have stepped in if her parents weren't and it should have been and like i fucking i hate government interference like don't get me wrong but i it it reminds me of when um religious fanatics deny medical treatment in like the form of um, yeah like or a jehovah's witness would be like uh your child is dying but all we need to do is remove his appendix which is 
to anyone. The easiest, most simple, basically non-invasive as removing something type of surgery that is life-saving. And they'll deny it. And then a child will die. And uh, this country has the biggest hard-on for religious freedom and says that that's their right to deny that type of treatment. And then you're like, but it feels like the worst gray area to be in. And that's where, like, I find myself in the case of exorcisms. I feel that same way of the uh, religious organizations or groups or whatever denying um, life-saving medical attention, like, you know, denying a child chemo or an appendix removal. I, I feel the same way about exorcisms but then it's tough because there are cases where it's not life-threatening and maybe this is the best form of treatment that this person will ever get and accept because that's the other thing like if this is all that they accept i don't know it's tough so i'm gonna read you and uh specifically this story is why I, i struggle with it probably the most is um annalise michelle so she was born in Germany in 1952 she was a strict Catholic um by the age of 16 and by like strict Catholic in 1952 you're talking like religious fanatic Catholic like if someone even says God's name in vain like your mom is on her hands and knees crying praying um so she was 16 years old when she started to experience these moments of losing consciousness And she told her parents that she woke up one night in bed feeling like something was pushing down on her, which is also a common thread in exorcist cases. When they say that it's like beginning, it's kind of like the you're being infected by the devil is feeling like something's on you Mm. or it's sleep paralysis. Who knows? You know, this is just me thinking out loud. Um, Well, from, sorry, just to interject really quick. From the religious um, standpoint, a big thing of growing up in a religion is we were warned against, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like basically a Christian guilt, right? And mm-hmm. it was um, the notion that our virginity is, you see it a lot with like girls like thinking their virginity is a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. And we were warned against it. And I was warned against it, especially with my parents in a form of just body autonomy. But it's the guilt tied up with um, just being a female because a lot of religions teach you that your body's a sin like the curse of eve is getting a period or like the pain of childbirth Mm -hmm. and so most so the fact that she starts to get quote unquote possessed when she starts her period probably was just because as a really wholesome fanatic catholic girl she starts to be afflicted with these body changes that she perceives as negatively like just Mm -hmm. inherently evil right Uh and if you're so indoctrinated into that then you're it's gonna fucking make you like turn off you know and it's the same thing where girls grow up super religious and then they start having sex and they can't orgasm Mm -hmm. it's because of this like weird notion of like christian guilt and christian Mm -hmm. evil so no it's it's a thousand percent well like if anyone has listened to any true crime podcast ever and they've covered a story of haunted experiences or paranormal shit or what the fuck ever because we could classify exorcism as that yeah it tends to happen to Anyone going through puberty, specifically targeting in mass amounts young girls going through puberty, and I definitely think it is that. It's if your body's going through all of these significant, severe, and almost traumatizing changes, and no one's talking about it because you're so indoctrinated into a religion, no one's going to fucking talk about it. So you're suffering alone, and all you know is like these bad, uncomfortable things are caused by the devil. 
then like you automatically are like that's it like if you start getting all hot and bothered because of a person in your class and then your religion has told you that even a bad thought will send you to hell you've got to cope with that and how what's coping than saying the devil is inside of me making me think these thoughts because i'm a good person i'm not going to go to hell it's personifying an illness yeah it makes it so much easier to like just tangibly grasp yeah a thousand percent so um yeah and i noted like that a lot of paranormal things happen to girls around the age of puberty so six months later the same thing happened and then her mom took her to their family doctor dr vogue and a neurologist dr luthy and they ran a brain scan and found no abnormalities and they concluded this was just like a form of a seizure and it seemed that like every few years she would have a similar episode it literally was like two or three years she would have these like losing conscious spells consciousness spells um she was prescribed two anti-seizure medications and was given brain scans every time it wasn't until 1972 that the first slight and like slight slight abnormality appeared borderline like do we even count it or did we just scan this a little wonky yeah um spring in 1973 she began to hear odd sounds in her bedroom and her sisters claimed that they could hear it as well she also heard a voice that kept telling her she was going to hell her mom swears around this time and this this is a sentence that's tough for me um that she saw her daughter looking at a statue of the virgin mary her eyes had turned black in color and her hands appeared hooved and i'm just like could you imagine being this young girl struggling with um the changes of your body changes emotionally and you're convinced that like something uh nefarious is happening that's making this um and then your mom is convinced that you're a fucking demon yeah it's It's tough it's yeah, it's horrifying. And there's so many different types of epilepsy where it makes your eyes go crazy big and then the mom freaking out looking at her daughter. Like, it's so... It's tough. Yeah, it's super tough. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, not having... I just... I Nothing even terribly bad has happened to her yet and I feel horrible for her. Just knowing, like, emotionally the turmoil she should is going through and then to have her mom be like you're a fucking goat demon you know like damn like get fucked um so anyway (laughs) september 1973 dr luthy told um she told dr luthy that demons were tormenting her and she said quote the devil is inside of me which is again i think but looking at it rationally back to that her trying to navigate the feelings of puberty and kind Mm -hmm. of like that humanistic like you know like the changes in your body physically happening and then also like desires become uh like present like you you really you go from like a crush that you chase in the in like the playground to like i start to sweat and get sick to my stomach when that person comes near me yeah like these and you have no way of navigating it and you're told that even a bad thought will send you to hell so like of course you're gonna be like the devil is inside of me making me do this i promise god like i'm fucking good dog like yo um also like catholics version of hell is like fire and brimstone like i would be saying the devil was inside of me as well if i truly believed that um 
And it was around this time in like the late fall of 73 where she started to smell like burnt shit. And people said that it was a smell that followed her. And uh, which is kind of like, I don't know if that's a shared psychosis or she just needed a shower. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, But people saying that they smell like sulfur or like odd smelling garbage, trashy smells around people who are quote unquote possessed is common. Um, and Dr. Luffy told them to seek a priest after this. Uh, he would later deny this in court, but we'll get to that. They, so they started talking to Father Alt, who was like their local homegrown priest. And they were still talking to him and seeking medical treatment. So in late 1973, Annalise met with a Freudian psychiatrist. And Freudian psychiatrists, they specialize in the uh, unconscious mind, dreams, um, sexuality, libido, repression, and transference. And he diagnosed her as neurotic. And neuroses is like one of the big five higher personality disorders. They're more likely to have an above average mood disorder, experience um, anxiety, worry, fear, anger, frustration, envy, jealousy, guilt, depression, mood swings, loneliness in severe ways. Um, he diagnosed her with that and possible epilepsy. Another neurologist says that she has epileptic patterns and he put her on a stronger anti-epilepsy drug. Um, July 1975, she began to not sleep at all. And she prayed manically, feverishly every single night, like almost chanting, kind of like if you walked past it, you would be kind of freaked out, like methed out energy type of praying and then she started to eat bugs lick her pee off the floor do growl at people bite people she started to destroy anything that had some sort of christian uh like symbolism to it or imagery she became extremely violent towards her family and they claim that she was like super fucking strong and like crushed an apple with one hand which is a weird thing to do um, I'm going to slaughter his name because what is last names for me? Everyone knows I don't know how to read. Um, that father all brought in like his higher up who is father Rodwick maybe. And he was convinced that she was possessed and motioned for an exorcism to take place. That was approved. And father Renz on September 24th, 1975, um, was given that basically like work order. Yeah. Um, and the first session took place. Um, during the session, they recorded some of the exorcisms. Uh, there were 42 recordings in total. And there was one that I listened to where she's, uh, her voice is what I would call like, like a death metal growl. Yeah, exactly. Literally that. Yeah, good luck doing it. I can't do it. <laughs> You're going to die. Um, so in it, and it's in German, so I was like, I'll just read it, the transcripts. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to have you get that drink ready, because I'm going to have you repeat what she says. So the father says, say your name. And then in her voice, she says, even better. She says the what I assume are the only evil well, people she knows. Okay. 
right there. Can you see after pause? Exactly. So you yeah, nailed it. So she said, I pause Judas and Nero, and then you can hear her kind of audibly go, uh, Cain <laughs> and Hitler. So, uh, you know, this, the list of bad people, uh, which I thought was kind of fun. Uh, people like listen to these audio clips and are like, that's it. That's the definitive proof. And I'm like, has no one creeped out their friends and been like, like, I don't know. One of my, the best lines ever in cinema history is like, uh, the, that one is great or um your mother sucks cocks in hell caris you filthy swine which is from the exorcist she's like your mother sucks cocks in hell caris you filthy swine and you're just like yeah we're all demons we can all do it like whatever um so i don't hold and also like her list come on judas and hitler great job yeah way to be fucking creative um may 1976 she was physically looking like fucked up at this point. Uh, she was beating herself up so bad that she had to be tied up and she stopped eating at this point. And they think that she had dropped to 80 pounds and she was saying that like she hadn't been given permission to eat. So whatever that means. Um, June 1976, she was extremely sunken in in the face and at this point refusing doctor's visits. She and her family believed the exorcisms would work and put 100% belief into that. June 30th, she had another exorcism, and in it, she only said, please, absolution. She was dead by the next morning. She died of starvation at the age of 23 years old after enduring 67 exorcisms and weighing 68 pounds at the time of her death. Her parents and the two priests were charged with negligent homicide in 1978. The defense brought to this trial eyewitness testimony and recordings to prove that she was possessed. And then they also said that she was permitted to deny medical treatment. Father Renz says she was, um, (laughs) Father Renz says she was all fucked up. (laughs) Dr. Richard Roth, who came to investigate not as a doctor, but out of curiosity, friends of Rez, said that she had no external injuries. Dr. Roth said um, there are no injections against the devil. So basically these two doctors and like the priests who were checking in on her were all fucking fanatics. So like, would you like, I, I feel like that holds no weight. If a do- the doctor in the trial believes that uh, like the devil is genuinely an affliction of health that can't be treated with medicine. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want him at my cancer screening. No. And I, I think also what went super wrong was the exorcists, like the exorcists that I was looking at online were all saying that any of these manifestations, like the creepy voice, the like twisting, the contortion are all just distractions that should be ignored. Mm -hmm. Like you don't harm the body and you can look up um, exorcist rites from the Vatican and it's really just a prayer. So anytime like anybody's getting physically harmed, they have completely deviated Mm -hmm. from what they're supposed to quote unquote supposed to do in an exorcism. Yeah. Uh, so there never should have been any physical harm. Yeah. Uh, well that's where it more sounds like she was causing harm to herself. Yeah. And then um starving herself. Yeah, um, and uh, well even her uh knees were broken when they 
did the uh, autopsy from her like either throwing herself on the ground to pray or being forced like forced to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, but there should have been absolute prevention from any damage happening to her body whatsoever. And yeah, these people are obviously not capable of it. And yeah, most exorcism deaths um, happen by people being un like just unable to move. <laughs> the dogs are demons. Um, you know, one thing that was surprising about uh, her death was how many more deaths happened. So she died in 1976, and then in, I mean, I'm only going to read off a couple, but in 1993, Joan Vollmer died of a heart attack induced by her husband. In 1995, um, a man was beaten to death by nine women. Uh, another 1995, Mary um, Odebami was killed by her fiancé. In wild also if like this person like in her case where she is physically exacerbated because of her self-starvation yeah and they're using forcible exorcism techniques like yeah her body is gonna react different she's brittle and she's hurt and you're you know throwing the bible literally at her it's not gonna fucking end she's like what 68 pounds Mm -hmm. she died 68 pounds that's the size of, like, a fucking eight-year-old. That's, t- like, two and a half coffins. That's insane. Um, during the autopsy, they said that her brain was in complete good health with no signs of, um, like, seizure trauma. The prosecution said she had epilepsy and psychosis. The parents and two priests were liable for failing to act to save her life. They discredited exorcism and cross-examined Father Alt, having experts say that he exhibited signs of schizophrenia. They argued that the medication suppressed the epilepsy, which led to a delusional psychosis, which is common in some epilepsy cases. The exorcisms made it worse, and she would sometimes behave normally in between exorcisms, which they prove as, you know, to that reason. The court ruled with the prosecution. All four, her parents and the priests, got six months in prison and a three-year suspension for the priests. Um, they ruled that she was unable to care for herself and should have been forced into medical care and treatment. Absolutely. I don't think it was wrong for her parents to seek uh, exorcism, but the fact that all, like, medical care was stopped, like, blows my mind. Because yeah. in all actuality, exorcisms are really harmless, right? It's mm-hmm. just trying to pray the evil away. Mm-hmm. 
But then... But it should be in conjunction yeah, with actual medical. With I mean, medical and we all fucking do it. Who doesn't drink green tea when they don't feel good? Or yeah. who doesn't take vitamin C? Is there any, like, when they don't want to get sick? Like, I fucking do it. There's absolutely no definitive proof out there that vitamin C keeps you from getting sick, but I'm still going to believe it. Like, yeah. we all do it to some degree. I'll yeah. also take, like, antibiotics if I have an infection, but... um, It's tough. Yeah, and the fact that uh, exorcisms are on the rise is very scary. Yeah. And it makes me think that, like, we're we're in that pendulum swing where we're so divided with proof of science and lack of science. You know what I mean? Like, there are people who straight up read scientific fact and go, that is wrong. That is not true. I do not believe that. And I think with such extremes... I think that's why exorcisms are on the rise again, because yeah. it's it's the call to action. It's the extreme of the extreme. Yeah, and people are not trusting of our government. They're not trusting of infrastructure, because you have, like, the commentary of fake news, or you get these, um, like, oh, pharmaceuticals have contaminated drugs, so people are just going to... It's just fear-mongering. It's the same as the satanic panic, right? Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, back on the rise in just a different form. Yeah. And now that we're more cognizant of what mental illness looks like, I mean, that's going to be picked up and more and more people are going to probably attribute mental illness to demonic possession. Yeah. It's weird, man. It was so weird. Like, I thought that I would be reading about cases from, like, the 1970s, which I was, but I was surprised to see how much coverage had been done recently. Oh, this week. A man was convicted of killing his son in the middle of an exorcism by pouring boiling water down his throat. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, was that in, like, Indiana or something? Yeah, you can't exorcise your own demons. If you're out there and you feel like you just have demonic possession, uh, go to a doctor. And then if you want to go to a priest after, do that. But uh, don't, they shouldn't physically hurt you ever. Yeah. It just blows my mind. Yeah. I was wondering what, uh, like, what my church's opinions on uh, exorcisms were. I don't really, like, align with a specific, like, church anymore, but it was just basically, like, go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. They don't do exorcisms. Yeah. Presbyterianism. Which is, a, I think, a good call. Yeah, it was, like, most <laughs> of it is, like, mental illness. And then they were also saying that, like, any time exorcism is talked about in the Bible, it's mostly, like, exorcism of like a practice or a belief mm-hmm. like, just don't do these things Get anymore, rid of that. Yeah. but um i think i i don't know i personally like just from like an anthropological perspective i think exorcisms are fine uh as a form of treatment because we all do have our superstitions with things that we do anyway but it's also in conjunction with actual science yeah I can get behind that. And I guess that's, I can stand behind you if your religion is so consuming of your life and beliefs that you need it to feel better than, like, I guess have that alongside actual healthcare and science. And then don't let anybody get physical with you. And then if this person begins to harm themselves, harm others, deny treatment, deny food, like whatever it is, that's when you say, okay, the charades are off. Uh, we're fucking taking you up the hill, you know, like yeah. putting you in a little vest in a room and putting some fucking medicine down your throat and a tube mm-hmm. in your mouth. Like that's, I guess that's where my line is. Is like, right. I'm all for the charades and the ritual and whatever until it gets to a point. And if it crosses that line, 
Like, yeah. okay, the, you know, the, the screen is lifted of the fucking Wizard of Oz and we're, we're done playing the game. Like, yeah. and really like the idea of demonic possession, uh, it isn't like levitating and floating around and like vomiting, mm-hmm. like fire and poop all over your room or mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not full Reagan from the exorcism. Most of the time it just sounded like. Well, mostly it's just a way for shitty televangelists to make money. And let's just be real. That's probably why they're on the rise. A thousand. Um, but I think if someone's, like, got a porn addiction and they want to talk to their priest about it and get an exorcism, like, whatever. Fine. Yeah. Sure. You're not hurting anybody. Yeah. You're not hurting yourself. You don't want to watch porn, don't watch porn. You yeah. need priest help. It's all the power of suggestion, right? That's fair. I mean, if the placebo works for you, then why not take it? Yeah. So I guess that's, like, the whole... You know that a listener reached out to me and said that they think that I'm possessed by a demon? Oh, really? Because of uh, the leak in my roof through a light? That's actually really interesting because um, I know that some more, uh, well, like, even Mormons, like, some more, like, super traditionalist Mormons don't like to shower on Sundays because water is uh, a conduit to the devil. So the fact that you have, like, a water leak, Mm -hmm. I can see why they would believe that. Yeah. I'm glad they don't think I'm possessed by a demon. Thanks, Christ, friend. But they fucking, they got all witchy with it and told me that I should have someone come in and, like, cleanse the house with sage and shit. Is that, Is that not, not just another exorcism, though? Really? That's what I'm like. No. You, you could, could but, but, I mean, ritual, ritual has power. We all do fucking ritual. But oh, like, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with ritual. And that's where, like, I have such a hard time, too. And that's where I have to, like, call myself out on hypocrisy is because um, I'm a sucker for ritual. I, uh, the last blood moon, like, carved my own sigils into, like, candles and lit them at midnight. Like, why? Because I I thought it was fun, honestly. I love doing burning rituals. Um, happy Sam, Haim, everyone, it's October 1st. Start a bonfire. Hail Satan. Um, like, I think it's fun. Um, but I also, like, don't think that true power comes from it. I just think it's, like, kind of like a fun cosplay event, in a way. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that, uh, it's more important to think of... I don't know. Like, like, what, what does evil even look like? like? Uh, in, in terms, terms of exorcisms, exorcisms like, like, is it, like, horn spouting, but, or, like, you know, people flying around? I read this thing saying that, like, the best representation of evil was, like, Rosemary's Baby. And it was just basically the people, like, getting so tied up in this indoctrination and this ritual that they themselves become, like, a manifestation of, like, making other people suffer. You know? So there wasn't... I mean, until the end, like, like until, until the Antichrist the end, is born, but yeah, the Antichrist it, right? is born due to a a wager for um, riches and mm-hmm. you know, like wealth and success and fame and notoriety, yeah. like all of these like kind of things that make you quote unquote like a bad person yeah, overall. And I think that that's probably like the, the best, best way to describe, describe what I think evil is. Is, is like, like um, do, do I think, think the Antichrist is going to be born? born? No. Do, do I, I think, think that people, people are going to get tied up in the notion of it? And it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, do I think people are going to get tied up in the notion of it and like seriously impact other people's like physical and mental health? Absolutely. Like people are doing it all the time with, for example, televangelists. I think that's what evil looks like: humans going to brink. Oh yeah, well that's like the whole fucking point of The Walking Dead. It's the zombies don't scare you as much as the other people yeah. do. And uh, but I mean, there's like a there's even like a fallout with any sort of ritual or exorcism or therapy, and uh, it's called like counter transference, where you know like a 
the a psychotherapist could suffer disturbing um, symptoms during treatment of a patient in the same way a priest might feel the presence of evil is where if you know a therapist is treating somebody who has PTSD they might experience more PTSD like symptoms and it's an actual thing it is it's countertransference and Sigmund Freud spoke about it saying that no one wrestles with the emotional demons of others all day without themselves being afflicted. So that's fair. I think that uh, I think that's why like, I put as much stock into like maybe an exorcism as I would for somebody like receiving therapy, so long as like the steps are all the same, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe they're in conjunction with each other. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I don't know. I've been pushed to the end of my rope before with uh, my job pain. Where I looked into like religious stuff. Now, we not necessarily Christianity, but like Buddhist Zen rituals mm-hmm. where you like watch, you sit and you stare at a flower and then you like do breathing exercises. So I, I don't know. I can put some. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, if you. It, or carving like shit into a candle and lighting it. Like, gives you like a sense of power. I think it's like just a good way to put shit yeah no I, I definitely agree with that i think it's like i i think for me practicing ritual is like the placebo pill that i take yeah um and i maybe for some people that is participating in some sort of religious ceremony yeah so i would literally like my brain was just like that gif of the math <laughs> equations. I was like, what the fuck do these two things have to do with anything? Nothing, but it makes me feel better to do it. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. The only time I'll step in for your OCD, and because it does hurt me eventually, is when we will not enter into a building until you've touched a door three times in a row. And if anything interrupts that, you have to start over. That is actually hurting me because my time is money and precious. So. Yeah. We, we should do, do like an episode about some of my compulsions because, because I feel this is so awkward, but, but what, what if, if like, I'm possessed by an OCD? Probably. What's another weird one? Uh, so my my OCD so is ascension. Let's let's break this down real yeah. quick. Okay. So you have to keep a light on where? Anywhere? Uh, yeah, yeah, in my room. Yeah, there's a light on your light room. On. Is it like you a night light? It's it's a, a, yeah. So, so you, I don't like to be in the full dark. You like to, you keep the night light on because you don't want your car to catch on fire. Yeah. Well, that was just like a funny. Thing. But an actual compulsion. Don't so, be lying that that's real. You're getting called out for it. Uh, so, so actually, so uh, OCD is like a like clean shit, right? So uh, you can obsess over different things. So I obsess over numbers, and I obsess over uh, ascension. And ascension is something that you have to end going up. So from left to right is my idea of ascension. So if I leave a door and I close it, I'll swipe left to right. Or like what fucks me up? Yeah, I'm or, so confused. Or I can't handle uh, the number four because it doesn't ascend to like one, two. And in my mind, the number four looks like two even stacks next to each other, so I could do a five. Or even better, seven because that's two above the four. So a lot of times when I'm counting, I'll, if I have to count to four or something, I'll be like one, two, three, four. But then in my mind, you go five. Because four is too even. Yeah, and four. I just don't like the number four. What about two? Two's pretty even. Two's fine, but two's even. Yeah, it's the number four though. I don't know what it is. Two is inside of four. Yeah, but two. You you take take away one of two, and then you have a one, and then it's like the essential from one up to two. It's It's like like a very weird thing. It's like so stupid to like do it, but it's like 
So I can't, uh, when I put on my shoes, I can put on them left first and then right because then I don't have some ascension from left to right. Or when I put on my skates, we're doing very fucking weird, right? Like, that's why I was we should see if I can get an exorcism. We should, but, but it's just a prayer. prayer. But the thing with an exorcism and prayer is you can't say it unless uh, you're a priest. And I would say that, and even Catholics acknowledge that exorcism doesn't work unless you believe um, it. It's the same with hypnosis. Like, it doesn't work unless you believe So I would have to, like, really believe that I have, like, a demon in me that's making me OCD. I mean, I think and it is, really for good. sure. Well, I think that my OCD comes from, like, a long line of, like, caveman genetics where they're going to be, like, really fucking erotic to survive, you know? Sure, so, yeah. Like, everything going to be just so. Yeah. And then that transferred down to me, but I'm not in a cave, so my body's like, I gotta, I gotta get it out somehow, and I do it by, like, and then I do my first. That's fucking tight, dude. Yeah. How, the, how does this affect your everyday? Oh, everyday. I'm medicated for my OCD. You are? Mm-hmm. What happens when you're off? Just everything is just chaos? You just physically start stacking things? Yeah, I'll get into, like, I'll get, like, upset and, like, have uh, I did get, do you feel like something bad is going to happen when yeah. it doesn't, or do you just get upset? Like, do you yeah. think something terrible is going to? It's like impending yeah. doom. Or another thing with uh, OCD is like intrusive, like recurring thoughts. So if I don't do a, and the medicine helps control it, but if I like say I don't do something, then I'll see like uh, my dad's head getting crushed and his teeth flying out on the highway over and over and over and over again, or I'll see him like tripping at his house because I left something on the floor in my house and like seeing his teeth getting knocked out of his head. I have like, I have to move this or this will happen. Mm. But that thought is reoccurring. Yeah, and it and not reoccurring for like a few minutes. Like it'll be like days at a time. It'll play on repeat. Yeah, and that's what the drugs help with. Good. I have I have intrusive thoughts all the time, but I just thought that's because I it was a creative. Yeah, intrusive thoughts are normal. Intrusive thoughts to the point where you are debilitated into like tearing your fingernails out and like throwing a fucking tantrum. Have you ever just thought about giving your dad a mouth guard? Yeah, so my poor parents, like with me growing up, I don't know how they did it. Was it worse when you were a kid? Yeah, because they didn't know I had it. It's like OCD kids didn't get diagnosed very often, but I was having like fucking tantrums. Um, over, over like similar things like going in one door and then they want me to go out the same door, but I want to go out the door next to it for like an extension reason, and then they couldn't understand like why I was so neurotic about it. And thank God like, they got me treatment and therapy. Good, thank God. What would you be without that? Probably a mess. You would probably just have stacks of little tiny pyramids, like but go with, like little staircases oh yeah. almost all I, around. Yeah, man, I'd probably be way more cool than I am now, less tired. Well, start thinking about the number four, I guess. No! It'll <laughs> keep, keep you on your toes. If like, someone assigns me, like, a number, like, and I get four, I'm, like, convinced that I'm going to die. Just, you like, should, fuck. You should be convinced that you're going to die because of, like, high cholesterol or something, not because you're... Bitch, I have high cholesterol, do not squats! No, but I'm, like, genuinely afraid of, like, the angles. I don't go in airplanes. I know that about you, but also, who trusts an airplane? Sure fucking don't. There's devils and demons in airplanes. Yeah, that's why all the uh, televangelists have private jets. Yeah. Because the demons are on coach. I hate televangelists. I, me too. They prey on the weak. And, you know, you always have to... In technical writing, you write for the dumbest person in the room. And I think in life, we have to uh, protect the dumbest people out there. Yeah. Unfortunately. And that's uh, the herds of evangelists. People. Uh, them and their thoughts. Which is 
Yeah. Don't do that. Also, if you're poor, don't give them money. They don't need it. Don't. If God's got it together, he doesn't need your $10 a month. You shouldn't uh, steal from your own flock. Yeah. And if they take any money, don't. I know. Well, we are talking about exorcisms. So, with that being said, happy Spooktober. We're recording this on October 1st. You'll hear it on October 2nd. Um, Can't wait. We have a few other things in the pipeline that we're thinking about doing this month. Specifically, I saw Chelsea's Manic Notes and one of them was um, Forbidden Religion, which is like all that spooky shit in the Bible that they cut out. So I'm very excited about that. Um, potentially talking to some members of the Satanic Temple. So it's just going to be a grand old time. It's going to be good times. Um, so happy Samhain. Have a bonfire. I say hail Satan, but not the real Satan. A metaphorical Satan that's inside of you that helps you every day feel good and great and grand. And also hail the medications that I'm on that keep me from tearing my hair out. Seriously, hail hail science on that one. Yeah.